What's good in the hood? This is the drop with S.A. Doc. This is the uh, the heartbreak episode. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. I'm going to let this play real quick. Now, this is, uh, I guess uh, this girl on TikTok redid this song, right? So this is actually a song that's been out for a while. And man, just the way she covered it. It's like, wow. So again, uh, welcome to the show. It's the drop with S.A. Doc. And today's episode is uh, breakups and heartbreaks. Breakups and heartbreaks. And all right, let me turn this down right here. Y'all can look it up on TikTok. Uh, you know, she's out there. Um, beautiful song, though. Beautiful, beautiful song. And uh, to get into the show, so um, so originally I, I was going to title this episode uh, The Difference Between Men and Women like During Breakups. But, I mean, we got Valentine's Day, you know, coming up uh, in, in a few days. And I didn't want to make it about the differences, all right? I wanted to make it more about the commonalities of, of the stuff that we go through, you know, as human beings and men, women, it doesn't matter, during breakups. And But how we handle things, you know, differently. So again, uh, today's February 11th. It's a, a Saturday. And I hope that you and yours find yourself um, doing well. A uh, lot of stuff that's been going on this week, but, you know, again, this is, um, uh, you know, we're, we're going to try to keep on subject here, but there's so many things that, that have been going on, like in the news too, um, just, you know, crazy things going on around the world, uh, UFOs and uh, uh, spy balloons, <laughs> um, the Grammys, um, Jay-Z and Beyonce, uh, what else, um, uh, uh, Ben and Jennifer, Right. And you notice that in in the Grammys, uh, it, like, I, I really don't know what happened. I, I didn't see any clips of any fantastic performances. I know that Beyonce got an award. Right. I think uh, like the most um, awards that, you know, one one artist has ever got or something like that. And, uh, you know, there's some folks were upset about it, I think, was Diplo and um, like, uh, you know, uh, Taylor Swift was upset about it. I don't know, right? But it, it wasn't really anything about music. <laughs> um, as far as like the memes and, and the stuff that was shared on social media. Um, but more so the the stuff, the relationship stuff, you know, uh, between Jay-Z and Beyonce. And with them, if, if you don't know, there's a clip of, I guess, Jay-Z went and got a drink and... I guess, you know, he didn't bring one for Beyonce <laughs> and it was just mad offensive. Right. And it, and it is, it is, you know, uh, given that they've been together forever, it doesn't matter. Right. If you take a girl out somewhere and you go and get a drink and you don't bring her a drink back. I mean, come on, man. 
you know, so that's a, that's a big fumble, um, you know, with, with Jay-Z. And she still called him a beautiful man, you know, when she went up and got her award. She said, thank you to my beautiful man. And then, you know, came all the, the memes after that about Jay-Z and him being ugly, according to some people. I, I, I have no opinion about it, you know. Um, you know, I'm no uh, GQ model, right? I'm no Zoolander, <laughs> right? Um, me and Jay-Z actually share the same birthday, December 4th. So, you know, December, we're, we're I guess, supposed to be, like, real direct, right? And uh, sometimes selfish, I guess. So, that I mean, that was a selfish, you know, saggy move, on Jay-Z's part, you know, because, um, if, if that's your lady, that's Queen Bay, you know, and you know, she likes to drink. It's like, man, he, he offered her her drink, uh, his drink though. Okay. So I guess he tried to make up for it, but it, it's a thought that counts. Right. So, um, so I can definitely see how he, you know, get a lot of negative feedback from, uh, you know, not, not bringing his lady, a drink and then just getting one for himself like you know that's uh it's pretty selfish you know and, and then um the the stuff with jennifer and, and and ben affleck and and that awkwardness right uh i have a lot of thoughts about that and i don't think i'm gonna get into that i think i probably need a whole episode to like really dig in um i, I did see something on tiktok where it's like a guy that i guess used to date j-lo before and and i guess he was like a, a dancer like a stripper guy or something i don't know from mexico and he was saying that he was right by j-lo and ben and they were walking by him and then he was saying how awkward it was because he used to be with her he was like that's my ex-girlfriend <laughs> You know, and uh, and then he said, and it didn't end well. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, the relationship stuff made the headlines more so than anything art or music related about the Grammys. Okay, uh, like I said, the uncomfortable stuff with uh, Jennifer and, uh, and Ben, and just looking awkward. You know, just lets you know that really at any level, whether you're broke, whether you got all the money in the world and all the fame in the world, right? And all the accomplishments that you can have. I mean, look at those two. Ben Affleck is so accomplished. That's Batman. Well, he's not the current Batman. The current Batman is uh, the, you know, uh, the, the the vampire guy, uh, I always forget. I know Jacob is the other guy, and I forget what what his name was. <laughs> but um, though he's the vampire dude, and I try to watch the new Batman, and it was super boring. Um, mind you, all the Batman movies are kind of boring. So you you really got to be into you know the whole Batman series and to try to appreciate it. And I've, I've actually seen them all. I've seen all the Batman movies, um, starting with Michael Keaton back in the eighties and, uh, just all the different Batmans that, that there's been through the years. Um, Christian Bale was pretty good. 
I liked him as Batman, you know. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say he's probably one of my favorite, you know, Batmans. Um, but but yeah, this uh, the new one I didn't see. Ben Affleck, I, I think, was okay as Batman. Um, he wasn't Batman for too long, so so yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I feel. But, you know, Ben Affleck has a lot of accomplishments. I mean, he's made so many movies and, um, you know, uh, uh, Oscar award-winning writer, director, you know, so. And uh, and J-Lo as well, right? But in the end, they're just a regular dude and a regular woman. You know, can I say chick? I don't know. Dude, chick girl but they're just a regular couple right you know just a guy and a girl at an award show or on date night or out and you just see the awkwardness right like ben really doesn't want to be there you know but i think j-lo's been what has she been married five times or Engaged five times. I know she's got all the rings like Thanos, right? But um, there's got to be something to that. You know, J-Lo is someone who I kind of see as like a serial dater or relationshipper. (laughs) Because she just tends to kind of move on very quickly. It seems like she just has a lot of stuff going on. Right, she's just super busy. Probably got another movie to do, and you're just, you know, the next guy's just the place. Well, I don't want to say a placeholder, but in a way, you know, it's just okay. Well, you you fit, you know. I need someone in that place. I need someone as my man. It's like okay, you, you'll do, you know. But um, but yeah, they, they you know, looks so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. And this time around, I think the relationship is is a lot different than than it was before, because I think well, before when they were together, they, they seemed like they had a, a better balance as far as the power dynamics in the relationship. And I think Jennifer even wrote a song about Ben, um, on her, with the album was on the six. I think it was right. And on the six, that's supposed to be like a train. That she used to ride in, is it Brooklyn? Is she, she's from the Bronx. She's from the Bronx, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, she'd be riding them trains. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no disrespect to J-Lo. Um, but I guess she rode a train. It's called On the Six. It was this, the Six Train or whatnot. But on that album, she she wrote a song about Ben and just said that he was like, the the epitome of a man and what a man should be and you know as an artist right as an artist it really seemed like like she she meant that I, I i believe it i thought she was like genuinely genuinely in love with ben affleck like she really put him on a pedestal um but yeah, I mean, this time around, it's like Ben is going through a bunch of stuff, right? Uh, he's not necessarily in in a very good place. He hasn't really mastered himself, 
right? He's uh, kind of going through that 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 stuff where he's not drinking and he's just you know dry and and it shows. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he needs to do some medication. I mean, well, not medication, but meditation <laughs> and some medication. <laughs> you know, if not, they're gonna have some litigation pretty soon. So, um, yeah, um, Ben needs to, to find a way to, to loosen up. So if he's not drinking, maybe smoke some weed or something. I don't know, you know, but, uh, whatever that's, you know, their relationship and that's their business. So, but again, um, you know, I come back to, to the importance of relationships and that's the reason why I talk about relationships quite a bit on my podcast. Again, I'm an artist. Uh, I make music, uh, but I, I, I love social dynamics. I, I love, um, I love looking at and, and paying attention to how, uh, we interact and kind of what makes us work and what makes us, you know, not work. I guess that's my, uh, analytical self, you know, and, um, that's, I don't know. That's just kind of how, how I'm wired, you know, um, I'm wired to, I'm sorry. I was, uh, looking for, um, for the, uh, this thing was timing out here and I had to, to stop it from timing out. So it wouldn't turn off, but, but yeah, I, I love knowing how things work and how, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I, I like understanding people deeper. I like understanding relationships deeper. Um, it helps me um, understand myself. You know, I, I've always been like that. Even in music, it's been about me trying to find new things, um, discover new things, explore new things, and bring new information to light, and really be at the forefront of uh, of information. Right. Because how we got here, as far as our society, civilization, right, it's been uh, information and current information is what helps us to keep advancing as a civilization, as a society, hopefully to make things better for us, to make life better for society, for you, for your family, be more fulfilled, make things easier. That's the whole point. So, let me adjust my microphone here. Hopefully it doesn't uh, mess with the sound here. There we go. Okay. Let me find my sweet spot on the microphone. All right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, th th that's the whole point of uh, information and researching and, and coming up with new things, right? Like, you know, I don't know, like exploring space, right? Although I think space exploration, even though as a kid, I, I really believe that the answer for why we're here lies out in the universe, right? Out there in the universe lies our answer, right? No one here has it. No one on this rock has the answer. So, something or someone out there has the answer. And I used to look up at the sky quite a bit and, and believe that. Uh, but, you know, all the uh, space exploration really hasn't hasn't brought about any <laughs> any enlightenment. I mean, no, um, you know, I'm not hitting on NASA or anything, but 
you know, we're, we're not really getting a whole lot of benefit from exploring space. I don't think aliens want to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think, um, I think they're hiding on purpose, right? They're like, you know what? We, you all are not ready to receive the uh, secrets of the universe, right? So, so yeah, uh, you know, instead of uh, space exploration, just try uh, ayahuasca. <laughs> and DMT, right? And according to some of the folks that have posted things on social media about their ayahuasca and DMT trips, is that it? It it gives you the blueprint of, I guess they they um they refer to the way that we see life and the things that we you know how we perceive life and ourselves that that's just a mask or a presentation like they refer to it as a play and you know going on these ayahuasca and dmt trips it shows you the behind the scenes you know the inner workings into how the play is put together so interesting i don't know i've never done ayahuasca or dmt um I'm not what's well, not legal in the States and you can't, you know, I live in Las Vegas, but you can't, I don't know if anyone can, can you get DMT here? I, I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> um, I don't want you to get in trouble. And then you, you, you just wouldn't know if it's legit, you know, what if it's not DMT? What if it's or ayahuasca and it's something else, you know, fentanyl or something. So, you got to be careful. Um, but I know that there's places in, uh, in Mexico where you can, there it's a spiritual, you know, um, event and, you know, there's a, like a witch doctor or <laughs> something of the sort that can walk you through your trip, you know? So I guess if I were to do it, that's the way that I would want to do it. I want to do it in a country where it's legal, where I'm not going to get in trouble. And, um, you know, I, I want someone that, that is, um, it's got some experience, right? And that it's, it's a ritual, it's ritualistic. So, and even then, you know, I, I'd be a little freaked out because I, I don't know, like I, I'm not big on like bungee jumping or jumping out of a plane. I, I find it unnecessary. And I'm just the kind of person that I don't like to take unnecessary risks. <laughs> I'm like, why? I like to know the why behind it, right? So, like, why are we bungee jumping again? Well, now you're going to get this thrill and it's going to feel like you're going to die. Well, why do I want to feel like, I, like I'm going to die? Oh, and there's a slight chance I might die doing this. Okay. And, and that's why I feel that way. That's why you get the feeling that you might die because you might. <laughs> so, um... I might I might skip on the ayahuasca. I'm not sure. My mind's not made up on it. I don't think I need to do it. I don't know. Maybe you do. I don't know. If anyone's got, you know, some some feedback on that, you know, feel free to drop it in the comments. Uh if you're listening on Apple uh podcasts or uh, Spotify, uh follow me on Instagram. Uh it's uh, E S E underscore D-O-C-W-E-L-S-A underscore Dockwell. Follow me on Instagram. 
and uh, you know we can engage. Send me a DM. You can uh, comment on my post, and we can have a discussion about some of these things. Okay, uh, maybe we can have an ayahuasca show at some point. We can have someone on the show that's done ayahuasca. Maybe I'll go to Mexico and record the whole thing. I don't know. I'm a little freaked to try it. I'll be honest. Just thinking about it, um, I don't know. You know what I fear? The 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 loss of control. Because I know that for that moment you'll have a loss of control. You know. So yeah. So again, back to the show. <laughs> So, um, about, um, you know, relationships and, and breakups and heartache again, coming, uh, you know, we got December, four, uh, December, uh, February 14th coming up. So we have uh, Valentine's day that's, um, that's coming up. Um, and so in, in the spirit of Valentine's day and St. Valentine's and, you know, you get shot with an arrow, the arrow of love. Right. And then the after effect is, you know, heart, heartbreak and heartache. So, uh, a lot of it is because we identify with how we relate to people around us, uh, in relationships, it helps us to see who we are and we tend to see ourselves through the eyes of those that we are attached to and who we love as in the way we did with our caretakers in our first stages of life. You know, how did they see us? Did they respect us? Neglect us? Did they water us with love? You know, or did we learn early on that we had to do that for ourselves? You know, and that had an effect on our attachment styles. Uh, I'm the oldest sibling. And for some reason... I've always been very independent. I don't know why. You know, I don't want to say I was neglected as a child, but um, but I I I as for as long as I can remember, I've I've been doing stuff on my own. You know, <laughs> um, my mom very early on taught me to do some things by myself. She taught me how to you know cook for myself, and you know, I think there's um some uh, TikToks about, you know, teaching my, my son how to iron and cook because, you know, you lazy so-and-sos won't do it. And then vice versa, right? You know, showing my daughter how to change a tire because you men now don't or, you know, whatnot. But my mom early on uh, taught me how to cook for myself, how to iron, uh, how to type. <laughs> you know, it's like she was training me to what, like, I don't know, like be a typist, <laughs> you know, I don't know, work in a, a news as a news reporter. I don't know. Uh, but now, I mean, to this day, I type a lot. So maybe she was grooming me early on to do that. Um, but, you know, I remember her prepping me a lot. And I, I think that that had a lot to do with, you know, with, with me being independent, but I definitely think that, you know, growing up, um, I, I, I could have had more, um, maybe loving moments, I guess. And that would, that would help me to be more so like that because I tend to be more task driven. Right. And 
we want to have a balance. I mean, you don't want to be task driven and just completely ignore the people or human beings with feelings like, no, we need to get this task done now. Right. Let's go. (laughs) So over the years, I've, uh, this is something uh, that's been work for me and cause you gotta know, you know, where you need work. Cause maybe you're just naturally very compassionate, but you're very disorganized and you can get nothing done. Right. So your work lies there. Right. But if you're too rigid and you got too many rules and you're really good at getting stuff done, but you notice that your relationships may suffer a little bit, including yourself, because you may neglect yourself because you're so focused on getting certain things done. Right. So uh, you just you have to know where where you've got to do the work. You know, both are important. You know, you got to be an adult and you got to get stuff done. But also you have to be compassionate for the people around you, you know. And those are things that we learn as, you know, as children. So unconsciously almost because it's not really based on language. It's just based on how we feel. Because early on, even before we really grasp language, we we just know how we feel. Right. And how our caretakers make us feel. There's no words that we can put to it yet because we don't know words. We just know feelings. So, um, so uh, it, it's feeling language, right? And it, it's deeper. It's unconscious, like I said. You know, it's stuff that you felt before you knew what words to put to it. That's why I think it's so difficult sometimes to identify certain things that pop up that you feel because those things were learned emotionally, not consciously, you know, your body learned them via just feeling right. I I was given a feeling. And at that time I didn't know what word to put to that feeling to identify it. So as a grown up, you can identify it. All you know is how you feel. And it's really hard for you to identify it and put put a name to it. Because it's said that if you can put a name to something, then it lowers the intensity and the control that that thing has over you. Because you've identified it. You put a name to it. You give it a name. And it helps you to manage it. you got to identify it first. Right? So... But in relationships, all that stuff comes up, <laughs> all those unconscious things that we, that we can't name, right? And that's when you're like, I'm mad. I don't know. I don't know. Why do you feel that way? I don't know. I just do. Right? So all that stuff comes up with your with your partner, you know? It's also said that a lot of the voids that we had or a lot of the things that we craved as children that we never got. We crave that from our partners. And again, some of those cravings came before we knew words. So when we say things like, why can't you just tell me? Well, I don't know how to say it. I don't know exactly what it is that I need. This is a feeling, right? So, but it's a big burden to place on someone that you're with. Especially if they're like healthier than you. <laughs> and by healthy, I mean, I, I don't mean to say like, you know, like, you know, they, 
just be extreme. Like you're either healthy or you're completely wacko or <laughs> or completely broken or whatever, right? Wacko is a bad word. Wrong word. Um, broken, right? Completely broken or you're super healthy. So, all right. So I got some other audio coming in from, all right, there. I had to mute it. All right. So I had some uh, interference here. I had some other audio that popped in. All right. Fun. So um, it's a big burden to place on your partner, right? And let's say they're just less broken than you because there's no such thing as completely broken or completely healthy. And if you think like that, I encourage you to make it a priority to look deeper into that. If you see things in extremes, like all bad or all good, right? Um, I'm not going to get into it. I can do a whole show on narcissism. Because <laughs> um, that, that's actually called splitting in in narcissism. When we see people as like all bad or all good, right? I guess it makes it to, it's kind of seeing things like with no compassion and no empathy. It's like a computer, right? Like zeros and ones. <laughs> it's like, yes, no. <laughs> I need a definite answer. Yes, no. It's very, your brain's like a computer, right? So you tend to think in extremes. You're like, I just think like a computer. Is this good? Is this bad? I don't know. But people are so much more complex than good and bad. There's, it's a spectrum. Even in narcissism, there's a spectrum. You know, so just because someone's narcissistic yeah, doesn't necessarily mean that they're a narcissist. Narcissism is actually a normal thing in life. It's healthy, malignant. That's why it's called malignant narcissism. If you've um, got you know negative narcissistic traits, it's called malignant because narcissism in itself is not a bad thing. You're supposed to be able to judge and think and control, right? And sometimes you have to make those decisions. No, this is good for me. It's bad for me or whatnot. But um, but if you always see things in absolutes, you can look it up. Go on Google. You know, say, I see things in absolutes. And see what, see what it says. So it, it falls on a spectrum. So no one is completely broken and no one is completely healed. Okay. And if you think like that, again, I'm not going to, you know, say negative things about that because it's okay <laughs> but i encourage you to look deeper into that really uh and this is coming from someone that has seen things that way and you know as you go on this journey of life you know you're presented with new information that challenges you and sometimes things challenge you and they hit you in the ego and, you know, and, and those are opportunities to grow and learn oftentimes. So, um, so again, no one is, you know, bad or good. We're all just in the middle. Obviously some of us do really, really terrible things and, and then, and then we have to kind of label them that, but we're talking about, you know, folks that do really, really bad things to people. But, you know, besides that, we're all a little broken and it, it's a lot. It's a big burden to place on a partner to, you know, try to work out unresolved issues that you had in childhood. 
and you want to say, hey, go to therapy. Well, hey, you know what? Therapy's not easy. Because sometimes, you know, you have a good therapist and sometimes you have bad therapists, you know, or a therapist that may not fit your style. Um, but if you have a good therapist, then, you know, they can definitely help you to, you know, try to get to the root cause, you know, do a whole family, you know, beginning history and uh, go from there. So I definitely encourage you to, to do that. You know, we all need it for sure because we need to take some of that burden off of our partners you know because they're not responsible for uh what happened to us um of course yeah we want to be supportive and if you have a partner that supports you you know that 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 should be reciprocal both of you should support each other definitely shouldn't be just you know one one partner who identifies as the broken partner and then one partner that is the rock that's supposed to you know be be the backbone for this other person no it's like you know that you you should help them to be their own rock in a sense and uh you know have their own backbone bone and be able to rely on themselves right but you know it's definitely something that we all have to take accountability and ownership for the things that we need to work on um so you know again so sometimes you know because of all these relational things for whatever it is Right. Because I'm sure we all don't go into relationships thinking that they're going to end, but they do. And sometimes, you know, they don't end forever. And sometimes they do. You know, so but and and to that, I want to say that, you know, and this is just a disclosure here. If, you know, there's a violence going on in, in your relationship and it doesn't matter the partner that should definitely uh, not be something that uh, you should continue. Um, you know, when things get to a point where there's violence and, um, you know, just, just a, a lot of anger and screaming and you know, just craziness going on, uh, I do encourage you to, you know, maybe get out of that situation because you know, for your own safety, uh, for the safety of those around you, um, you know, those are things that should really be deal breakers if you're experiencing violence, right? Um, so I encourage you to get help uh, to either get that violence to stop immediately or, you know, or uh, you know, remove yourself from that situation. Okay. So, you know, with that being said, uh, I'm, 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 I'm all for, you know, really doing all you can to make a relationship work. You know, besides the you know things I just mentioned, um, because I feel if you pick someone, you pick them for a reason, and you know um, if there's love there, if you have kids together, you know it, it really is worth um, doing everything you can to to try to make it work with that person, right? Um, and again, if not, then you know so be it, right? But uh, you really want to try to do the best you can. Uh, obviously you pick them for a reason. And then sometimes I think that, you know, you tend to forget why you pick someone in the first place. If you happen to go to therapy together, they might ask that like, Hey, you know, what initially attracted you to this person? What initially did you like about them? Cause you know, you kind of need to get back to that sometimes, you know, you lose yourself in, in the relationship sometimes and you become someone that you weren't in the beginning. And then 
obviously you're you know that other person's going to lose interest and attraction because you're not the same person you were when they met you so but as far as you know heartbreaks breakups it's painful you know men women doesn't matter you know it's it's really painful to go through and um i had wrote that you know it was somewhat like death like experiencing a, a death that's kind of what it feels like you know when you break up and it's like it could even be worse <laughs> you, know, you can have a death in the family but then you go through a really bad breakup and and that just feels worse and or worse you know? and um and you can't deal with it you can't move on and you're stuck and you ruminate and all these things and you just cannot get past it so breakups can be some of the m- most impactful things that you go through in your life um because yeah i mean you know that relationship died yourself in that relationship died your future that you envision all these things are you know it's like a death you know, so, uh, so I want to go back and say, hey, uh, well, if if you do, you know, care, you know, about this person, and you don't want to end it, you definitely should do all you can to, you know, let this person know how much they mean to you, and you definitely shouldn't let your pride get in the way. So, uh, so do that before they go and find someone else. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but you know maybe you've done that and they still don't want you so now what how do you get over it the rejection ah, rejection rejection sucks right when you want someone and they don't want you it's it's unbearable you know but i mean in some cases you know, it's really not warranted that you feel that way, you know, because people don't owe you stuff, <laughs> you know, but we, when we're with someone for a while, we, we think they owe us something like, no, you owe me. I invested so much, bought you, you know, bought you a car, <laughs> you know, um, paid your bills for a year. I invested so much, you know, um, I gave up these other opportunities for you. You know? I I could have ran off with Todd from work. If you're a woman. (laughs) You know? He really liked me, but I stuck it out with you. Because I was hoping things would go different. You know? Or a a guy, you know, our financial investment, you know, that we... We put up a we put up a lot of money. <laughs> I took you to that one place, that restaurant. The bill's five hundred dollars. You're just gonna break up with me a week later. I'm broke now. I had to get a loan to pay for the bill. Right. So, um, so how do you you know how, how do you handle that? How do, how do you move on from it? Because definitely sitting around and being miserable and sad and although it's okay for a couple days you know maybe a week but you know if it's something where it's like weekly weekly and monthly and just it's ongoing non-stop and you're just stuck in this bad loop right uh maybe you've got bad habits i don't know you know for me it's uh cigarettes and it's 
Um, usually I only smoke when I'm like really stressed out and I really try not to. Um, you know, I, I really don't smoke weed anymore. Uh, it's, it's not a big thing for me. Um, but, uh, but cigarettes is, is a really nasty vice, right? That, you know, I really try to stay away from. And you want to smoke, I might smoke like, you know, maybe a little half a cigarette or whatnot. Uh, during, uh, normal stress periods, right? During peak st- stress periods, it may be a pack, I don't know, a day, <laughs> right? But I really try not to do that, um, at all. And again, that, that usually doesn't happen for too long, but like, I, I'm, I'm like, I, like I say, um, uh, you, you don't want to get stuck in that loop, I guess is what I'm trying to say is, um, it, you need to do something besides things like that, like smoking and all this. You really need to do something with your life. You need to get up and take a shower. You need to iron your clothes. Uh, you need to call up your friends. You need to go out, right? And this is especially if you're rejected by the other person. They don't want to be with you, right? You have no choice. You have to move on with your life, and you shouldn't feel bad about it. Because that other person it wants nothing to do with you. Obviously, they don't need you. They're not lacking anything that you have, right? They're not. They're not checking in on you to see if you're okay. You know, weeks pass. They don't care if you're having sex. <laughs> you know, so do it, (laughs) you know, uh, at some point, you know, if somebody doesn't want to be with you and you've tried or whatnot, it's okay for you to just move on, go out, date, see people. There's nothing wrong with it at all. You know, as long as you let people know, Hey, you know, I'm not looking for anything serious at the moment. Do what you want. Right. So, someone's gonna you know reject you then that's what it is so you know go find your love (laughs) now so i had some stuff written down about this uh and i was going to talk about exactly that like you know going on and, and hooking up with other people and um at this whole uh this whole piece paragraphs essays essay doc wrote some essays um about you know promiscuity and you know if guys that are really struggling with a breakup and they go out there and um you know hook up with a bunch of girls if that would help for them to get over the breakup and i i I don't think uh i don't think it it does for guys I, I really don't, I really don't think is, um, it, it does help. Um, uh, there, there's a movie, there's a breakup movie with, um, Russell Brand. What's the name of that movie? Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So in, in that movie, um, Sarah Marshall breaks up with him, with the guy, not Russell Brand, but the other. She broke up with him for Russell Brand, who's just a artist and just shallow guy, right? But with mad sex appeal, and um, and this guy was just this boring guy who was a composer, a composer for her show. She was an actress, and he just composed the music for the show. Um, and he's this very 
complacent. Like, he just sit home. He'd never leave. Always be in his PJs. And, you know, so she fell for this, the Russell, Russell Brand's character who, um, who was exciting and, you know, very outgoing. And he wasn't hung up on her. Right? Um, so the guy, uh, what, what's his name? Um, the other guy, Jason Siegel, is it? Yeah. So his character, uh, goes on like dates and he's sleeping with different girls and he's like crying <laughs> while he's hooking up with them and the girls are all freaked out. Um, so because for guys, you know, a guy can go and have sex with a girl and still totally love his ex or his current girlfriend or whatever, right? But let's say he broke up with his, you know, ex and they had nothing, she wanted nothing to do with him. He goes on, he's sleeping with all these girls. The, the girl, the ex might think, hey, well, yeah, he's sleeping with all these girls, so he must be over me. He must be over me to have sex with somebody else. And that's not the case for men. That is not the case for men. Men can have sex and have no connection with that woman. And women find this disgusting, right? They're like, oh, that's totally disgusting. How could you, pig? You dog. <laughs> but it's it's true. You know, um, and so those are the differences because it's been said and I've seen some things on social media where women are like, no, well, why can't we sleep around like men sleep around? Well, that's exactly why. Because men need a zero connection to have sex with somebody. But you do. You do. I mean, obviously, there's some women that cannot attach to anyone. You know, ladies of the night. Or, you know, ladies of leisure, <laughs> for example. Not to knock them either. You know, we're all humans, right? So, uh, but if they have the gift to be able to sleep with someone who they have no connection to and get no attachment and feel absolutely nothing from the interaction, right? That would be a talent for a lady of the night. Most normal women need a connection with a guy to sleep with him before you let him inside you. So there's differences. So that's why when a woman moves on and she has sex with someone, right? She knows, okay, if I'm having sex with this other guy, th th that's, that's a nail in the coffin for my old relationship, Okay, this is the my milestone and my moving on here. This is done. It's a wrap. I'm sleeping with this new guy now. Old guy's out the picture. But you have to have a connection with this new guy for you to do that, for it to work. And that's what guys don't understand. That's what guys don't understand. And even in a relationship. So something else that I, I have wrote down here is... So, this is something that guys are like completely oblivious about, oblivious about is, uh, how can my woman just leave and she's already with someone else and, 
how could she do this, right? And I'm such a good guy, and I was providing, and I'm such a good dad, and, you know, yeah, but um, when they say she checked out six months ago, what that means is that you all lost your connection, and women need a connection with you. It's like water. It's like air. So a woman will say, I'm suffocating in this relationship. I can't breathe. Because you all lost your connection. Someone also come along and be her breath of fresh air. Because he's connecting with him. And that's what's happening in that six months, by the way. Because she's not going to go without air. Um, and also guys, th- this is why, you know, women don't really feel bad. So if you go and tell a girl, right, and you're talking to a woman and you're telling her your story, right? Cause usually, you know, women go to us, oh, my, my man was so bad to me. And you have all these guys that are going to come be, and, and be like, yes, girl, he, he, he didn't deserve you girl. Right. <laughs> They're going to come in with that game. Right. And support you. But so it actually works to your benefit. Right. So women, ladies, you know, when you go out there and you, you know, put your story out there about how your man did you wrong and pay no attention. That actually helps your mating strategy. But men don't do that because it doesn't help yours. It subcommunicates to women that you were oblivious about the connection that you lost with your woman. And you didn't repair it. And maybe you lack emotional intelligence. That's what it's going to communicate. Because they know. They, they, they'll they know. Even if you're oblivious to it. They know. That that's exactly what happened. You could be the best guy in the world. According to you. And according to all guys. right? Because guys will stand behind that guy. And be like man. You're so good to her. You know, they had a house, they had the kids, you were so involved, right? But they didn't have a connection. And that's the thing that, you know, you can't really see. And a lot of guys don't understand that. She needs that connection with you. So everything else can be good and great. But if that connection isn't there, then you're depriving her. She's going to wither slowly. But again, ladies, this goes to show that a man doesn't need connection, (laughs) right? Because he can go a long time without having a connection, you know, because that's not something that's a priority for men. So that's why in breakups, you know, a guy can go out and sleep around or whatnot, and he's not going to get attached, He's not going to get attached to anyone. Likely, he's still going to feel the same way until he's completely over his ex. Or until he connects with someone new. It has a real connection. Just like she does it. So if you go out and find someone you have a real connection, then you'll forget about her. But until you do, you can sleep with all the women in the world and it's not going to change how you feel. You're still going to feel empty right after you feel lonely. And, you know, you're getting your sexual needs met, but your emotional needs will not be met until you connect 
with someone else. So again, th- this is the, the differences between men and women when they're moving on or breaking up or whatever, or dealing with their breakup. Because again, a woman knows, again, any normal, uh, you know, attaching woman um, that, you know, that does attach, that does require connection, right? Because you require connection. That's the whole point why you left your ex. Um, and he might have cheated. He might have not. Who knows? And a lot of women might stay with that guy, even if he cheats. If they got a good connection, she'll stay with him. Because, again, they have a connection. So usually when she leaves, it's got nothing to do with anything else but the fact that they just don't have a connection anymore. Um, and, and she knows that the moment that she does have sex with someone new, that she has a connection with them and that she really is moving on from you. It means a lot more to her than it does to that guy emotionally. So in a sense, it may help you to move on. Right. And I think you know that, <laughs> you know, you don't need me to tell you. So, um, but you know, though, those are the, the differences. I hope that, that at, at least, you know, helps you to understand a, a little bit of the differences in the commonalities. Because we both have the pain. The pain is there. And we go about dealing with it a little differently. You know. Um, but I, I think the common uh, the common theme here is uh, connection. Right? So... Uh, getting that, uh, a connection is, is the thing that's going to help you to, to move forward. But promiscuity is not a way to deal with heartbreak. <laughs> Maybe it is with women, with, with women, because you, you, you know, you'll have a connection with a guy and given that women just have way more options than, than guys, you all have so many more options. And you were just born that way, especially if you're beautiful, you're gorgeous. All women are beautiful and gorgeous, by the way. (laughs) I don't want to, you know, say otherwise, but, you know, if all human beings were all beautiful, right? (laughs) But, you know, if, you know, if you got the looks, you got the looks, right? Guy or girl. So, but if you're blessed enough to have really good looks, you know that it's going to be easier for you, you know, cause you were just born with it. But even then a good looking guy and a good looking girl, the good looking girl is going to have way more options, way more. Okay. It's going to be guys lining up with resources, trying to connect with her, playing to her emotions. She has a lot of options. And guys, you, you don't, <laughs> you know, you have to be the one to bring the resources. You got, you have to be the one to, to, to make the moves, right? To, to put out the energy. All she has to do is put herself in your presence. But, you know, for, for guys, it's, it's a lot harder, you know, like you were talking about sex It's like, is sex easy for women? think uh, TLC has a song, right? You know, I, I can get any man I want to, you know, time and place that I choose to, but I'd rather be with you or something like that. But, you know, she's not lying, right? She can't. She knows it. She can 
she can give it up to any man. Any man will, will, will go for it. And that's true. You know? Um, sex is easy for women. And the man will take it because it's not easy for him. It's like, oh, oh I got an opportunity here. I don't get these very often. <laughs> right? You know, and guys just want to go out there and, and smash as much as possible without a connection. You know, so. And to him, it's like an achievement because sex is not easy for men. We're not born with that value. Like women are born with that value. You don't have to do anything. You put on a $5 sundress, you know, and and, and you can get laid tonight. <laughs> you know, it's a decision. To men, it's like, yeah, you, you've got to try to align things a certain way. You got to put a lot of work in, right? So it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same. So, um... So, again, I, I had wrote a bunch of stuff here. And I think we um, pretty much covered it all here. And I didn't even look at my notes. So. But uh, either way, Valentine's Day. Whether you are in a relationship, you are not in a relationship. Um. Don't let the pressure of the holidays get to you because sometimes we allow, you know, these um, holidays to like stress us out, you know, cause you anxiety. Like if you're single, <laughs> right? And you're like, uh, you know, is someone going to ask me out? <laughs> you know, they, they put so much. Again, they put so much pressure on people. Stress. It's horrible. It affects your self-esteem. Like, oh, I don't have... And I think it's more so for women. I don't think guys really care. You know. Because, again, we're not used to... You know, no one buys us any shit. <laughs> no one buys us anything. You know. I've never gotten anything for Valentine's. No one's ever took me out and paid for the date. You know, it's like you have to do it, you know, as a man. So I think if you're single, a single man, this is just something that, I mean, either you're going to, you know, shoot your shot with someone that you're interested in taking out, um, right? You'll use it as an opportunity uh, or you'll just uh, sit back and, um, Save some money. <laughs> or you might hit the club. Right? If there's some kind of like uh, Valentine's Day party. You know, single ladies party. You might just go to the club and look for the ladies in the red dress. <laughs> the ladies in the red dresses. Right? So, big shout out. I mean, regardless, if you're single, if you're with someone, uh, you know. Big shout out to you, and uh, don't let don't let Valentine's Day um, get you down. Either way.
So, and again, no matter what you're going through, uh, make sure you're okay. You know, take care of yourself. Uh, make sure you go to work on time. Make sure you shower and brush your teeth. And do the best you can to try to stay healthy. You know. A person will either be with you or not. A person will either be your other half or just make you be half of yourself. And I always say it in relationships it's not 50-50. It's 100-100. You got to be all in or all out. And if you're not, then don't complain when it doesn't work. Don't have one foot in and one foot out. You know. But, um, you know, again, life is short. And people may come and go. But you will always be you. No matter who you're with or where you're at. Where you're at. (laughs) There you are. So, uh, with that being said, sending out much love and positive vibes to anyone and everyone out there. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, S-A underscore Dockwell, E-S-E underscore Dockwell, uh, S-A Doc on TikTok, E-S-E-D-O-C, um, and email me, contact at com. C-O-N-T-A-C-T at com. Uh, so email me questions for the show. If there's stuff you want me to cover on the show, um, if you have a story and you want your story to be heard, um, DM me uh, or send me an email. Okay. And, you know, maybe I'll cover your story on the show and hope you get some answers, answers (laughs) and insight. You know, my pronunciation is really off today. The thing is that I've been sick. So, you know, I, I went a long time without getting sick and it, it just caught up to me. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I've had this throat thing and, you know, feeling a little bit under the weather, but I've been getting better over the last couple of days. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice because it's, uh, it's a little raspy and it, it I think it's kind of cool. I mean, I I, I wish I can sing (laughs) because, you know, I can sound like a raspy R&B singer, right? So I I wish I could sing. When I was a little kid, there was a few things that I wanted to be when when I grew up. And one of them was uh, I, I, I wanted to be a singer. Right. I used to love singing, um, but I just never developed it as a kid and I never really thought I could. So I just rapped, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I wanted to be an actor, you know, acting movies, you know, like, um, action movies, you know, where I was like a cop, I was shooting bad guys, um, or, uh, boxing. I wanted to fight, you know, so those are the three things that, 
that I wanted to do as a kid. But um, but yeah, definitely I got the um, you know raspy voice going on right now as I I get over this uh, winter sickness that's going around. So I hope everyone uh, hope you all find yourself uh, safe. And uh, if you if you happen to be sick, I hope you feel better. Okay. But again, uh, couldn't follow me on all social media. Uh, look me up on YouTube. Uh, look up SA Doc. Uh, if you go to my Instagram, you can actually find links to my uh, YouTube. So you can go ahead and follow, uh, like, and subscribe. Uh, also, uh, follow me on Twitter. So let me share my Twitter because um, I, I haven't spent enough time on Twitter as I usually spend, um, but I, I love Twitter, and I encourage all of you, if you are not big on Twitter, there's a lot of good things on Twitter. It's been kind of a shit show since Elon Musk took over. I'm not going to lie, but you know it's, I think it's slowly balancing out, and there's a lot of good information. Uh, but again, when Elon Musk took over Twitter, it seemed that people were just clowning and just like really... Just making the platform a, a total shit show, and I think it's gotten a little better. So, uh, but yeah, I encourage you to follow me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is uh, SA Doc One. It's capital E S E capital D O C, the number one. So it's SA Doc One. Couldn't follow me on uh, Twitter. All right, so I can uh, post some additional content on there. Uh, I do post a lot of. Um, I, I, I do a lot of rants on Twitter. <laughs> I, I think Twitter is the platform for you to like really, you know, express your views and type little mini essays that are impactful, right? That people are going to judge and criticize. And, you know, it's like uh, social media for like the scholar in you. <laughs> All right. So uh, thank you for joining the show today. Uh, peace and love. Again, follow me on Instagram. Uh, DM me, email me, get at me, follow, like, subscribe. This is The Drop with SA Doc, and I'm out. Peace. <laughs>